Unit 99 to KMA 907. Unit 99, Sergeant Guthrie, 909. In service and on the air. This is Sergeant Bruce Guthrie at Unit 99 at Headquarters, Police Department, City of Sacramento, California. My detail is to ride in Unit 99, a tape recorder equipped radio car, and to respond whenever the dispatcher transmits a signal to one of our other units on duty somewhere in the city. At the scene, we make the recordings for this program. Now, to tell you more about Unit 99, here's our chief, James B. Hicks, Sacramento Police. The job of a police officer is your protection. The cases you hear on this radio program are real cases. The police are real. The victims and the criminals are real. We are glad to provide Unit 99 and Sergeant Guthrie, so that you will hear how the police of a great city work night and day for your protection. Make no mistake about it. There are no actors on these tapes. They are real from beginning to end. Now to Unit 99 and Sergeant Bruce Guthrie on duty. Unit 5. 1611 22nd Street, near the alley. Check out the juvenile acting in a suspicious manner. Suspicious boy in the vicinity of 22nd and P Street. They've assigned a unit to check him out. We'll cover it, see if they find anything. We're in the vicinity of the call, near the mouth of the alley. The unit hasn't arrived yet. There's a man walking down the street. We'll check with him and see what he has to offer. Good evening, sir. There's somebody over hiding on the porch over there. I'm not sure. On the porch of that apartment house, sir? Right over there. And he was standing over. He's been standing in front of the place. And he, there's only one now. I don't know. Maybe it, he belongs there, but he walked over to my car and when the car showed up he went up there and disappeared so i think he's having right up on the porch right now okay we'll go over and take a look all right going up on the apartment house porch hello son what are you doing up here? I was just waiting for a friend of mine. Waiting for a friend of yours? Yeah. Me and another guy, we were just waiting here. We thought you were somebody else. What were you waiting for? Oh, uh, just a friend. She lives right there. How old are you? Thirteen. Don't you know that it's after curfew? Uh, I just live about a block away, so I was just waiting for her. you got no business being out here at this time of the night. Uh-huh, I understand. Mm -hmm. Does she live in this apartment house? Yeah, right there. Is she supposed to come out here and meet you? No, she, she's she's CYO and she's supposed to come over. She's what? She's the CYO. Well, she hasn't come home no, yet. No, she hasn't come home. Well, you know, of course, that you have no business out here at this time of the night. Yeah, I understand. And you don't have any business hiding on front porches. No, it just scared me. What did you go down to that man's car for? Down to whose? The man who called us. 
Well, he'd go down in no man's car. He'd go down by his automobile or he wouldn't have called it. Honest to God. All I did, I was just standing right here. Went over there, came right back. Come on up, fellas. Squad car officers have arrived. Back there in Mooney. You want to talk to this boy? I think you talked to the citizen already, didn't you? Well, we found out that he was the one that called in. We didn't find out just exactly what was taking place yet. Well, as we pulled up, he told us that this boy had been down by his car. There had been another boy with him. When he came over towards the car, the kids ran and hit, and one of them hit on this porch, and he believed that the boy was still here. When we came up, he was crouched down behind this little railing here. Mm -hmm. uh, he says that he was waiting for a girl. You want to go ahead and question him? Well, what, uh, how many fellows were with you, first of all? No, just me and another friend, but uh, we didn't go next to the car. We didn't even touch the car, and I don't know what the man said about us, but i just been sitting here all the time. I didn't, go, I didn't even go across the street. What are you doing out this hour of the night? Oh, uh, i just waiting for a girl. How old are you? Thirteen. You're supposed to be home at ten o'clock. I didn't even know it was that time right now. It's almost 11 o'clock now. Huh? Seven minutes to 11. I didn't even know it was that time. I guess time flies. Mm hmm Your parents know you're out? Yeah, she knew. My mother and father, they're divorced, but my mother knows I'm out. Mm-hmm. Now, does she allow you to be out after curfew, after no, 10 o'clock? No, but I didn't know it was that time. i just been sitting here, I guess, but I didn't go across to the man's car. Because I ain't got no business over there. I don't touch nobody else's property, not mine. You ever been picked up for anything? No. Mm-hmm. Never been in trouble? Never. You sure? I never, no. I ain't even got a record or anything. I never do anything bad. Well, you keep staying out after 10 o'clock and you're going to start building them. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with this boy? Well, I think we'll take him home. Advise his parents, find out why he's out so late. And uh, turn him over to them. As long as it's his first defense with, or his first run-in with us, right, we'll let him go at that. You want to make an interrogation card on him so we'll have the information? Oh, yeah. The minute has arrived at this boy's home, we still have the boy in the car. We're going to go in and see what the mother has to say about the boy being out after 10 o'clock. Find out anything more while you were talking to him? No. Just reviewed the same Mom? thing. He comes up with the same answers pretty consistently. Mom? Open up. Has he ever been in trouble? 
damage on the front. Where's the other uh, automobile bender? This is the only one, Sergeant. What was the reason for the uh, fire truck out here? Well, the car was under on fire underneath. Uh, they had to call the fire department and put it out. Evidently, this man uh, either went to sleep or he's drunk. He's uh, out unconscious right now. He just went to the hospital. He evidently went to sleep or passed out, and he ran on the wrong side of the street and hit the tree. Clark, do you have any witnesses on this? Uh, yes, we have one partial witness here, Sergeant. Uh, just as we came up, this gentleman here approached us and said that he'd uh, seen part of the incident. Mm -hmm. This fellow here? Yes. Uh, hello there. Uh, could you give me any idea of how this happened? I get off from work here at 12 o'clock, you know, and we're laying a bender, the squealing of the tires. And I looked out the window there, and this fellow had gone through this stop sign, evidently, I looked out, I saw the wife, I said, my gun in, I guess going to have a mid-end mid collision. But I looked out, and what he was trying to avoid is going up over that gutter, hitting that mailbox there on the corner. That's just about a half a block away. Just about a half a block away. So when he backed up, I thought, well, everything's all right, honey, he's safe. So we peeled off rubber and started again, and right about in here somewhere, he lost control of that car, and I heard crash. And I ran out, come down to the corner with no shoes on in my pajama, I seen the fire, and my first idea was to go back, get my shoes on, go back and notify that fire department before this car exploded. By the time I got my shoes, I'm back out again. I heard the siren. I figured well, evidently somebody's called the fire department. Everything's under control. Anything else, uh, boys? Well, now here's a, an empty bottle. Does it look dry or is it oh, anything in the bottom? Dry and dirty now, but uh, we've left the car over and can't find any alcohol in the car itself. Did you see the victim before he left? Yes, we bandaged his, uh, his chin up and uh, prepared him for the ambulance when they arrived. How serious was it? He had seemed to have a bad cut on his chin, and his left leg was jammed under the dashboard and the firewall, and uh, he seemed to have a head injury, uh, apparently from that windshield crack. And we, uh, we, as I say, we bandaged his chin. There was a good possibility that he has chest injuries because I noticed the steering wheel is broken practically off and uh, forward, so there's a good chance he has chest injuries also. The impact on the tree was terrific. The, uh, I would say that the tree embedded itself in the front of the car at least two and a half feet, and the uh, apparently it's just to the left of the engine. It didn't uh, didn't didn't shove the engine back, fortunately. It could have injured him much more seriously. Where are you and uh, your partner going, Mac, you and Bender? I'm going to go to the county, uh, Sergeant, on this. Check his condition, see if the, uh, we can talk to him at all. Fine, we'll follow you over. This is the emergency ward we're going into. We're with the uh, victim of this accident. He's on a gurney right before us. Checking him over. I see he has a uh, injury to the forehead. Nose. Quite a bit of blood from the mouth and a deep laceration of the chin. The young fellow is unconscious, husky boy. I would say that he was between the age of 18 and 20. I smell a faint odor of alcohol. He's breathing very heavily, as you can hear. 
Well, Mick Adams, what are you and Bender going to do now? Well, uh, Danny, here we find the boy is unable to talk due to uh, lack of consciousness. We're going to uh, put down the doctor's findings, and we're going to uh, complete our report as far as we can and put on it a pending for the follow-up man to check with the boy and find out what he was doing and how this happened and why it happened. Although there was evidence that this driver had been drinking, his injuries made it impossible to determine his degree of intoxication, and he could not be charged with drunk driving. He was cited, however, for speeding and reckless driving. Unit 2. Unit 2. Check on two possible car clouds on H. just got a call, possible car clouders, 16th and 17th on H Street. Let's go over and see if there's anything to it. Looks like they're parked up there at the corner of 17th and H. The door of the squad car is open. The officers are apparently out of the car. They're talking to someone. Yeah, the man, uh, two men. Looks like a couple of railroad bombs. Let's get out and talk to them. Hi, men. What do you got? Hi, Sergeant. Well, the guy had it. They put out a possible car clouders, and these two men are walking right here in the vicinity. And we seen these two men a couple blocks over earlier this evening when we was coming to work, just walking around. Where'd you see them? Oh, about 9th or 10th. It was 12th wall. 8th and 9th. 8th and 9th. Find anything on him? Got stopped. The no, nothing. Nothing, Sergeant. What's this gear laying on the ground? That's my uh, British Union all from that little way. That's your what? The little uh, Union all when I go to work. Where do you work? I don't, sir. I'm just out. Picking uh, olives and peaches. Are they picking olives at this time of the year? No. How long has it been since you were? Well, actually, about three weeks. You know, you want to know where I've been eating? Out in the mission. Larson. Good place? Yeah. Larson's mission. I don't have a thing. Well, the officer is going to check you, whether you have it on you or not. What do you got stuck in your belt there? Wine. Sir. Where'd you get that? Bummed it. You're eating in the mission and bumming wine. You're in great shape. Sorry. Very sorry. Where'd you get this life like? Mm, I brought that in. Where at? What's to Arville? Arlen. Arlen, California. I think it's still on there. Something written on it? Yeah, it has a price tag on it. So we have an airport. I think it was uh, 79 cents. You sure you haven't done uh, touching the cars or anything, have you? No, sir. No. No. Well, 
What'd they say, Bob? Anybody see them touching them? They just walked on with them over. They weren't touching them, though, huh? What are you doing up in this end of town? Well, just... Uh, sorry, sir. I'm a very bad beggar. Have you been begging people tonight? No. That's what I can't do, is we beg people. We seen you down 9th and 10th on I earlier tonight. Right. You were walking towards the West End then. Now you're up here. Well. About an hour and a half later. You know what I'm doing. What are you doing? Well, I guess I'm stuck. <laughs> you guys want to take them in or should we take them in? We'll, we'll, do, it. we'll do it. We're not doing it tonight. What are you going to do with these guys? Oh, we'll... Book and vacancy, both of them. They're, uh, they've been roaming around this neighborhood all night, apparently. I guess they're going to plan on doing it, see what they can pick up. So, yeah. Then you admit that. You were, gonna, you were you were looking at these cars, then, were you not? No. Huh? No, just looking for people. You were looking for people. Sleep. It's cold. Well, I'll give you a place tonight, then. Best I can. He's a little deep here. We'll get a place to sleep tonight. All right. Get a place to sleep tonight in jail. Yeah. 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 We got enough sleep out underneath the river anyway. Uh, kind of butt you while I get to talking to him. Uh, they've been kind of rolling some guys out there underneath the river. Kind of scared me. I'd rather stay up town. I don't care. I'll sleep underneath the porch or any place. I'm broke. I can't help it, man. You wander around out in the residential area like you're doing tonight, and you'll wind up in jail every night, so you better... Well, I might as well make my home there. Well, you might just as well. You're going to take him in and yeah. drag him in. Okay. For homeless men like these, city and county jails have become almost a permanent residence. Each was charged with vagrancy and sentenced to six months in jail. But commitment was withheld on condition of good behavior for a period of two years. This is Unit 99. Presented in cooperation with station KFBK in Sacramento, California. These on-the-scene tape recordings were provided by the Sacramento Police Department and were made on duty by Sergeant Dan Meredith in Unit 99. Your host is Chief James V. Hicks of the Sacramento Police Department. Be with us when once again you will hear... Are you in the clear? Unit 99 to KMA 907. Unit 99, Sergeant Meredith, 909, in service, on the air. Unit 99, with Sergeant Dan Meredith, in service, on the air, will be heard again next week at this same time and over this same station. Join us then for another interesting on-the-spot report of actual happenings as they were tape-recorded by members of the Sacramento Police Department. The events described are real. The voices of the people heard are the actual voices of those involved in the police investigation. Police officers, detectives, victims, suspects. These are not actors. These are the actual people involved. Unit 99 is a presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.